What's up, y'all? Merry Christmas. It is the day of our Savior's birth. The year of our Lord, 2021. <clears throat> Tell us about the roots of this holiday. I don't think I talked about Hanukkah this year. No, we didn't mention it. I forgot to mention. I forgot to say Happy Hanukkah during Hanukkah. We also saw, forgot to say Merry Kwanzaa. We're really slipping on our holidays. I mean, it's just, it's uh, you know, we all know what it is. The reason for the season, capitalism. <laughs> so you gotta go buy a bunch of shit that we don't need, uh, and that we'll probably throw away quite quickly afterwards. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, they ba- they a lot of the. <clears throat> Imagery stolen from paganism, Christmas trees, the time, the timing. They, I mean, scholars think that Jesus's birth was probably in the summer. It's a common thing people like to say. And the reason that they put it in December is because it's right around the solstice, which was the time of, like we were just talking about, the, all the a lot of pa- a big pagan holiday. Why do scholars think that Jesus's birth was in the summer? <clears throat> Um, based on like the timing, um, of the, like the, I believe like how it was timed with the census. Cause the reason that he was born in a manger in Bethlehem, according to the Bible is because, uh, he, his Joseph had to go, uh, report for the census. Okay. <clears throat> so it's like, I don't, I can't give you all the details. I'm not a biblical scholar, but. That's basically based on some of those things. That's a pretty good explanation, yeah, actually. Based on some of those things is why they think so. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, like like a lot of things, Christians trying to root out paganism basically adopted a lot of it, or at least a lot of the imagery to shift people away from <clears throat> their false idols to the one true God. You mean the Trinity? God in three persons, blessed trinity. It's a classic Christian song, in case it's you didn't It's confusing know. to me. I, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I know far less about Christianity than you. Well, it's confusing to Christians too, but what most people say is that it's like, it's kind of like an egg. Like you have the yolk, the white, and the, and the shell. And it's all one egg. It's all the same entity, but it's like in three parts. Um, but yeah, it's kind of strange that it's it the the Trinity is its own Father and its own Son. What and about also, this Holy Spirit thing? The Holy Spirit is the part that lives inside of us. <clears throat> so you have God the Father, which is like like the the you know the God of Abraham and Isaac, the mm-hmm. the the classic Jewish. Yahweh, as Christians like to say whoa, when they whoa, whoa. when they when they try to connect it to Judaism, because Christians really like to co-opt that. So yeah, we're not allowed to enunciate that. Period. Yeah, but Christians say it a lot. And then uh, Jesus obviously is supposed to be God, but also God's Son that came to Earth and died for people's sins. Okay. And then you had, the Holy Spirit is like when you. Repent of your sins and like accept Jesus into your heart or whatever. It's interesting because Jesus doesn't come into your heart. It's supposed to be the Holy Spirit. So, well, for Judaism, at least rabbinic Judaism believes, and when I say rabbinic, I mean following the accepting the Talmud as the additional law that was not imparted with the original Torah or Tanakh. Mm-hmm. 
that there's a spark of God in each soul. And I suppose that would kind of be like parallel with this Holy Spirit idea. Yeah, they also have the, I mean, people believe in like the, uh, I mean, there's so many little Christian sects that it's, people believe different stuff. But, you know, the idea of like uh, Adam and Eve, like the the breath of God is in us or whatever, because he br- find... breathe, breathe life into uh, into humans. What was up? What did you say? I'm going to find, I, I taught a class one time and I forgot all of the details, <laughs> but it was about the roots of Christianity and like kind of some of the pagan origins, which I thought were really interesting. Let me see if I can find it in the next five seconds. It is interesting. I was reading a little bit the other day about... Um, oh, I do. About yeah. how uh, Catholic priests were, like, uh, they have the... I was, like, on some weird rabbit hole on the internet, and they were talking about how one of the reasons that they made pe- priests be celibate in the Catholic Church was because they were just banging, like, everyone in town. Because uh, they're, like, so powerful. I don't want to say the wrong thing so I'm just not going to say anything to that it kind of reminds me also of uh, yeah I mean there were a lot of like monks and stuff that were they were doing stuff I mean the classic uh, example is um, what's his name I can't think of his name now from uh, from Russia that was good friends with the Tsar and Tsarina they call him the black monk oh Karl Marx <laughs> Uh, it starts with an R, but I can't think. Rasputin. Of it. Yeah, there you go, Rasputin. <clears throat> um, yeah, his story is crazy. He's like a mix of, like, uh, old p- pagan traditions and then Christianity. <clears throat> well, that's the those Eastern Orthodox yeah. traditions. Yeah, it, it's that's a that is a fascinating story from history of his like weird powers speak. And the reason I thought of that is because he was banging everyone in town. He was just like this dirty peasant that like wandered into town. And because all Royal families are insanely inbred, the czar and Tsarina's child had, uh, was a hemophiliac and he was like the only one that could fix it. But they mostly think it was because the doctors would prescribe, um, mercury. Well, like willow bark, basically, oh, and things like that. So that yeah, as early aspirin, and aspirin is a blood thinner, so it would like it would make the hemophilia worse. And so he would basically always come in, and he would just say, "Leave the boy alone. I'll deal. Like I'll take care of it." And he probably didn't do anything, but just that in and of itself helped the boy get better. And so they like literally, there he was banished so many times because he would just say nasty stuff like in these big dinners and like embarrass the royal family and they would banish him to like Siberia and then they'd like write letters to him be like please come back like the boy's sick blah 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 and then obviously there's the story of his death where they like they like poisoned him with like enough uh poison to kill like a horse and he like just didn't die he's just like drinking alcohol and eating cupcakes filled with cyanide and then they like shot him three times and tied him up and threw him in a frozen river. And they found him when they found his dead body, he was like untied and stuff. So they like think that he like lived through like most of that and then eventually drowned. Or actually, I think someone there's some stories that say his lungs weren't filled with water. So like he he died of exposure or something. But anyway, different accounts. But that is a fascinating story. I forgot. About, I, I had heard a little bit about that, but I forgot some of the details. It's really 
really rad. There's a lot more details, obviously. Like his time in court was is hilarious to read about because he just goes to these like swanky parties and he'll just be like, he'll just basically like go up to men and be like, "You're a pussy," and he'll like go up to women and be like, "Nice tits." (laughs) This is like why? Because he was just like he was like a poor like peasant, so he's just like he and he knew he had like power, so he just did whatever he wanted. He would just get drunk and hire prostitutes all the time. This is interesting. I, I before I forget, yeah, I'm, because I'm a proud vegetarian. I've been, I've been going to this vegetarian club at school, which is like uh, the Buddhist club. Yeah, the Buddhist club, and basically what the guy was saying recently is, um, like that there's a lot of cults around in Taiwan, like Buddhist cults, and he said basically the best way. <coughs> this is from my neighbor that's oh, going to be there tonight. Okay, the best way to pick out like people who are trying to do evil in Buddhism is to find out the celibate ones. The basically the ones who, who get rid of their family, who don't have any relations with, with anyone and just separate themselves and devote their entire lives, you know, mm-hmm. separate from family, separate from children, separate from wives, all that stuff. That's how you know that someone is truly interested in like finding whatever, finding in light. Nirvana. That is interesting. But I mean, that's kind of the idea, isn't it? That you just kind of, shun everything else and i mean it's the same thing with like christian monks and also for like priests and nuns it's the kind of this idea that you devote yourself wholly wholly to god <clears throat> i guess so holy I, i'm not I'm not saying not saying it's uh necessarily even a good idea but uh that's the i think that is the idea behind it not for me to judge <sighs> Here, i'll give you some of the notes and i will paraphrase them so that i'm not doing any copyright infringement <laughs> Um, so there are 12 days of Christmas, which I don't know if you can explain. And at the end is what's called the Epiphany or Three Kings Day, mm-hmm. which is when the three wise men first saw the baby Jesus and brought him gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh, the hottest items this, this holiday season. And apparently that's a separate holiday in like Catholic countries. So Spain, Puerto Rico, being a, a Catholic country, mm-hmm. <laughs> and France. Well, all like have special traditions for this Three Kings Day. Mm. Yeah, the differences in celebrations between Christians and uh, or Protestants and Catholics is interesting too. Like we, most Protestants don't do things like Ash Wednesday and stuff either. I don't know what any of these things are. It's all going right over my head. Well, like I mean, Lent and stuff. Do you know about Lent? Not really. I know you're supposed to give some up. Yeah, it's the forty days before Easter Sunday. But Christians are too capitalists. We have it more, in, uh, I should say Protestants, have it tied into the fabric of our being so we can't give stuff up like that. <clears throat> no sacrifices. Yeah, we just don't sacrifice nothing. What they say is the tie-in of the winter solstice. So the winter solstice, the original traditions were about lighting bonfires and candles to coax back the sun. I, mm-hmm. I did a really poor job organizing this. <laughs> this uh this lesson because i don't know there's just a whole bunch of random factoids that are disconnected here facts here's another one about what they call saint nicholas day which is the one who inspired santa claus who gave all of his money to the needy and was known for his compassion for children chris kringle and um he died december 6 343 ad and that's like already a separate holiday saint saint nicholas day yeah anyway so yeah I, i'm missing some of the pagan things but I, I think I heard the same thing basically as you, which is that in order to try and get the the, the greater Roman Empire, in order to try and lure some of these people in, they just kind of allowed them to integrate some of these traditions into into Christianity. 
as such. Yeah, they would do that a lot. That was kind of a classic tactic of the Roman Empire was kind of to let people hold on to like some parts of their culture and not like try to do these cultural genocides. And that's why they were able to expand so, so much throughout the world before the empire fell. That's crazy, man. <laughs> oh, I have one for Hanukkah really fast also. Let's see. I think I just closed it. No, no, it's still open. Um, so Hanukkah was celebrating 2nd century BCE when the Seleucid Empire... Sel- Seleucid? Seleucid? No, Seleucid, sorry. There's mm-hmm. a crack in my screen. So. <laughs> the, yeah, the Seleucid <laughs> Greek Empire um, was in control of Israel and they took the, the great temple and they defiled it and then installed an altar to Zeus and started sacrificing pigs in the middle of the temple. So there was a Jewish rebellion led by the Maccabees who took over the temple and they built an altar after after they won the war. They built an altar and I, the miracle, I always forget the details of this, but basically the reason that it's like eight days is because there's supposed to be like an ever-burning candle. I think this mm-hmm. goes back to the original tabernacle, mm-hmm. tabernacle. Mm-hmm. And um, in the tabernacle, there's like an... A, a candle that's never ever supposed to go out right and the idea here is that they had like a very tiny amount of oil they needed yeah uh, yeah, uh, they needed time to process it but that the the tiny amount of oil that they had after they retook the temple lasted them for eight days which is the time they needed to like harvest the the olives and process new oil for it yeah i've heard that story in church before really (laughs) yeah they talk about it like i said we christians really like to pretend like Christians and Jews are basically the same thing. It's but, not even a biblical holiday. This is like a Jewish yeah, I, I know that's that, it's the funny thing is like most Christians, if they like really think about like when they think about Jewish holidays, probably one of the very few they could name is is Hanukkah, and it's not even like a high holiday. <clears throat> it's not. Well, it's technically not a holiday at all. I mean, when we say holiday, using the term loosely, it's like right. The holidays actually prescribed in the religion by the Torah. Do not include this one. Sounds like a cultural holiday. In fact, it's it's like President's Day. <laughs> it's no like one, uh, no one celebrates that one either. Do we, yeah, nobody gets President's Day off, right? I don't think so. Exactly, that's the point. Well, now there's like a holiday every day. It's like a Siamese cats appreciation day and shit. There's always <laughs> something. It's like International Dogs Day. It's like, who came up with this? Who decided that this is a holiday? And it's not a holiday if we don't get time off for it. Jesus. Jesus. No, I'm saying Jesus decided it. Oh. Well. I like the Bernie Sanders tweet today. No no Merry Christmas. This tweet today was, organized labor got you the weekend off. (laughs) I love it. I love it. It's good stuff. uh, I don't like that. (laughs) All the... I I haven't seen it's funny cuz I haven't seen as much war on Christmas stuff and I saw an interview recently with Trump and Mike Huckabee uh where Trump is basically the Huck. yeah huckster <clears throat> Trump is taking credit for the fact that we all say merry christmas again he's like before I got into office no one was saying it everyone's using all all the all the imagery they're using snowflakes they're using red and green but they don't say happy they would say happy holidays now what does everyone say folks we all say merry christmas again it's so nonsense. What do you say? Because most Taiwanese people aren't Christians. So I feel awkward. They're like, Merry Christmas. I'm like, I'm not Christian and you're not Christian. <laughs> so, well, just like, I mean, a lot of people celebrate Christmas. I know people who are like, 
like Muslim that celebrate Christmas. So I don't understand that because this is they asked me today because I went in to pick up a package, mm-hmm. and I was like, in America, at least when I was growing up, to us we considered it a religious holiday, and therefore we didn't celebrate it. Like I mean, I would because my one side of my family is Catholic, so we would celebrate it with them. But like in my like whatever nuclear family, like my mm-hmm. just my parents, my sister, we didn't really celebrate it. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't think it's really been a <clears throat> like an actual like Christian holiday for a long time. I think it's kind of it's been co-opted by like I said, capitalism. I wonder if they celebrate in Israel or in Muslim <clears throat> countries that are like strictly Muslim. That's hard to say. I think like Turkey. Let's take. I wonder. I should ask. I should ask uh, our Turkish correspondent. Yeah. I mean they they definitely. I mean, they celebrate in Taiwan. Taiwan is very not Christian. But because they have, there's no issues between Christianity and any other religion. So they don't think they have those kinds of like biases. For sure. I, yeah. And also they don't, because there are so few Christians and they have no, no connection to it. They don't see it as a religious holiday. They don't really understand the full context of it. Yeah. They see it just like Americans do as a shopping holiday. (laughs) Time to get discounts for veterans day discounts on clothes. That's why I, I went to, uh, I went to school today and I asked all the students like what they're going to do. And most of them were like, go home and play video games or go shopping. Like that's what everyone's going to (laughs) do. So it's, uh, I don't know. It's fine. It's whatever. I mean, I think we should try to be less capitalist if we can, but, um, I don't know. I don't think there's a, it's the biggest deal. People want to go have a shopping holiday. I think that's fine. As long as we don't get carried away. Let's just call it what it is though. It's just Jack Ma's, Singles day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because if you don't shop, you're going to be single forever. That's the that's the idea. Red and yeah, the red and green capitals. Maybe if day. you shop too much, you will stay single forever. Yeah, we've got to keep we got to keep Jack Ma in the in the red. By well, red, you mean the internment camp, right? <laughs> I was thinking the funny. <laughs> well, that's where he's going to stay as long as Xi Jinping's in power, probably. You mean under house arrest under the CCP thought police control? Yeah. Got to keep, got to keep him quiet. Well, I, uh, I think I thought that this is a, str- a strange aside, but when I said red and green, it made me keep him in the red. It made me think about how in Taiwan the, the uh, like red and green of the stock market is flipped, which is weird to me. It is weird. Just a weird side it fact. It, it was strange. My one of my students was looking at stocks the other day. Ugh, why? I don't know. He obviously isn't investing. He just it came up on the side of his thing, and he's just asking me what all the like the ticker names are because they're all like abbreviations. So he's like asking me like, what is this one? What is this one? I'm like, one, I don't know most of these, but the ones I do. And two, I was like, I was like, he's like, I'm thinking about like, I want to buy some stocks. And I was like, just uh, know that you're gambling. (laughs) Know that this is just recently. Can you guess which company? Um, Jack Ma loves it. (laughs) So does Terry cool. TSMC. I'm joking. Was it, um, was it uh, DD? It's consistent with my values. What is DD? Is it wasn't that? That's that the ride share, the ride sharing app. <laughs> oh, DD. Yeah. Um, <laughs> DD. Uh, it's consistent with your values. Oh, Raytheon. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Beyond meat. Oh, uh, okay, meat. okay. Just as long as you don't buy that. Uh, communist cluckers chicken or whatever the hell that what is it the the uh no evil foods 
Anything that with the word no evil in it sounds evil. It is evil. I wrote that. I wrote that article. People yeah. can go check it out. They're like a union busting. Like they they call they have all these names where they they have like um like I said it's like it'll be like a com- communist fried chicken like vegan chicken and like all this like uh, uh socialist slash communist like naming and ideology and they were literally busting unions inside their <laughs> factory so. It's non. It's nonsense, but it's funny. But uh, yeah, I think that's that's a fair enough one. I wonder if there will be more proliferation of those f- faux meats in in Taiwan. I think that's connected to, in in a lot of ways to COVID because since COVID broke out, faux meat companies have not been doing particularly well. And I think because people in general care less about other people, care less about the environment, and care less about their own lives. Yeah, I think that's probably somewhat true. Which are like it's like the triple blow. Well, it's also the, the yeah the it's like impossible to ship stuff right now because of Mayor Pete. All the ships waiting outside the harbor in California. I mean, most those things are mostly manufactured in the U.S. for U.S. consumers. They just yeah, the only place I've ever seen any of those in Taiwan is at Costco. But Taiwan has its own like faux meats. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just like that everyone kind of eats and it isn't a big deal, which is funny to me how like... I think Beyond Meat is really delicious, better I, than Impossible. Food. I've never had either, actually. But um, I think it is funny here, being in Taiwan, like the difference in like people's uh, willingness to eat things like tofu and stuff. Whereas like in the United States, it's like if you eat vegetarian in general, but also like if you're eating these fake meats, you're like a soy boy. But in Taiwan, it's just like like one of the staple foods is basically like tofu. Stinky tofu is super popular with everybody. Well, it's deep fried. It is delicious. But, uh, I mean, you know, people eat dogan or like suji and all this stuff. So, I don't know. Just interesting. Interesting cultural differences. But maybe that's why so much soy is why we're we're seeing the sissification of the young men in China. Well... (laughs) <laughs> I like like what I've said recently. I think that China seems like the only country with the will to live left in the world. Like America's just like new COVID strain, bring it on, let's all die. <laughs> like realistically, they, they just pump the same things over and over. Like, oh my gosh, Omicron is here. We have no data. We don't know how dangerous it is. We don't know if the vaccines are effective. Yeah. What should we do? More vaccines. Go to work, you fucking Yeah, and plebs. keep going to work. Keep everything open. <laughs> pretend like nothing has changed and, and let's not do anything to respond to this. I, I saw conservatives literally on Fox News saying that maybe we should have COVID parties like chickenpox parties just to spread it around. Oh my fucking gosh. <clears throat> like, there's going to be a strain that has no relation to the previous strains that's going to fucking kill everyone. And if... Unless America gets its shit together and is ready to actually like close the borders and put in quarantine policies to keep the new strains out, they're fucked. They're they're, they're n- fucked long term. They're not ready. <clears throat> uh, I mean, nobody's ready. The world, the only countries, literally the only country left standing, if there were like a uh, like ninety percent mortality, ultra ultra contagious variant that had very little protein connections to the previous strains, the only two countries that would be left standing are probably. Taiwan and China, and maybe Australia and New Zealand. Maybe some, like, I know um, some of, like, the small Caribbean islands have been pretty decent. If they have, I'm very curious. I'd like to hear more about that. Like, um, one of, uh, there was the travel bubble before. Well, that's South Pacific. That's not Caribbean. Yeah, that's true. But still, island. Talking about Palau? Yeah, 
Palau had did a pretty good job. Uh, I mean, like, but major countries. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna yeah, say yeah. real countries. <laughs> major. You bastard. Countries with a population of like over a couple million. Let's yeah. just say that. I think that, it, like, America and the EU, Russia, Africa. Well, Africa is a little bit more complicated. Let's just say, like, countries who have the capacity to institute careful, methodical, COVID anti anti-pandemic policies the ones who could have done it all basically dropped the ball and continue to drop yeah. the ball and are unwilling to change yeah. they've just lost their will to live it's true i mean even china is having big problems with covid right now yeah, even, we were talking even, about yesterday yeah and xian xian and Dongguan now yeah also but there's i but the, the way they're responding to it is like that's how you respond to it right right, right. you, you actually lock do the lock down city down yeah. And you bring it back to zero instead of being like, oh, it's out of control. We've lost this. Yeah. Let's just let as many people die as possible and keep making as much fucking money as we can. Well, that's, I mean, that's uh, capitalism. I mean, even if you want to keep making as much money as possible, that's honestly one of the ways to do it, to make sure that you can <laughs> yeah, go back like, to normal. Stop the spread. Yeah, stop the spread totally and to make sure everyone can go back to normal so that we don't have, you know, the loss of over a million greedy little consumers that can buy all your cheap plastic Chinese shit. <clears throat> Maybe all these conspiracy theorists are right. And this is just like a ploy to just break down American. I shouldn't say American, break down like the world basically it, because Russia is just as, just, just as culpable, just as guilty of doing the same fucking thing. This isn't like a West versus East thing. This is just China and everyone else basically. And mm. not everyone, but realistically like whatever, Palau, maybe New Zealand, some Australian states in Taiwan. Yeah. That's the only ones I can point to that have actually put in effective quarantine policies that have stopped the spread. Even Israel, which tried to do it before. Uh, there was, I, I know how their, their Omicron thing broke because they did institute quarantine rules. And I put those in air quotes <laughs> because there was like one Filipino migrant worker. She came in. They're like, you better stay at home. She's like, okay. And she immediately like went on vacation and spread it around the whole country. And they're like, you're a bad woman. Now here's your zero penalty. And yeah. now the entire country is completely filled with Omicron. So yeah. that's the point. Like you have to have a penalty in place. Yeah. And it has to be more than money. It has to be It has to be prison. I mean, or it just doesn't work. Well, the, I think you need to have state-run quarantine facilities yeah. where you, you don't let people out. Because, yeah. yeah, if you let people – I mean, even – even if you put like trackers on people's cell phones, you can leave your cell phone at home. I've heard people talking about that. Well, we put GPS tracking on their cell phones. I just like, bought a second iPhone off yeah, Shopee. Yeah, it's just like, oh, well, they could also just like leave their phone at home. It's, uh, and a lot of people have two phones already. I got two phones. I'm not going to sing the song. It's I don't okay. Like copyright infringement. I'm, I'm going to play the song on don't, here. Don't play it. I've it's done not it. a good song. I've done it before. You should play a remix where you sing the chorus. I got two phones. And that's okay. All right. Yeah. Should uh, do a FCP cover. The other thing I just want to mention, I feel like this is a little bit connected with traffic recently. I would be curious to see, because I've, I've made this, this claim before, and I don't have any evidence, and I'd like to see whether tr incidents of traffic violations across the world have gone up. And there's objective ways to track this. So in the United States with like traffic cameras and stuff like that, right. whether people just don't give a shit anymore, whether they're just like, ah, oh, fuck it, you know? I think it's definitely possible. I think once, especially if you, if you have, there was kind of like a, 
soft lockdown where most people were kind of staying at home and then you finally get out. I mean, <clears throat> because I think psychologically they're so connected. You basically have, you have something that puts other people in danger and people through social pressure are trying to force you to do things that protect other people. But you yourself feel like if they're going to break the rules, why shouldn't I break the rules? And that's basically exactly how traffic rules think go like speeding or running red lights. It's almost the same principle that if everyone follows the rules, then you feel socially obligated to do so. But once people start breaking it, then you feel like, fuck you. If you're not going to protect me, I'm not going to protect you. Let's all just yeah, keep gives, on the anarchy. Gives you an excuse. But I mean, hmm, I wonder about that in places like Taiwan because Taiwan, I mean, there's obviously people that don't follow the rules, but most people follow like the wearing masks. Like I went out today. I probably saw one person without a mask on. That That is fascinating to me. And the same thing with Shalyosha, where everyone is wearing <laughs> a mask and nobody is wearing a helmet driving around, <laughs> motorcycles, like yeah. the entire island. Like you could probably count the number of people wearing helmets on, let's not exaggerate, probably like less than 100 on the entire island. With The yeah, island yeah, yeah. has a population yeah. of like 5,000. I'd plus, say that's... Plus a, a numerous tourists. Yeah, when we... I mean, the first day we went there, I don't think we saw one... And then there was, we were kind of counting throughout the days. There was one day when we saw like six or something. So yeah, it's not, it's not many. I would say a hundred might even be an overestimate. And the fact that there's no, there's virtually no risk of COVID, but basically they're doing it just to follow the social rules where there is a very large risk of, of hurting your fucking brain tissue riding around on a motorcycle without a helmet. And so what? Yeah. People drive slightly more slowly than like mainland Taiwan, but realistically, I mean, people get in accidents. For sure, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, people feel like, I think part of that is less about, I mean, one is obviously, like you said, the social, like the social, there's no social pressure there because literally the cops will drive by you without a helmet but on. But that's they the interesting thing that why is there social pressure to wear masks, but there's no social pressure to follow traffic rules or something like that. Like our neighborhood, our neighborhood is probably one of the most notorious in Kaohsiung for people just blatantly speeding in the worst possible way. We're doing dangerous maneuvers. Yeah. I would say. But people, even the old fucking fishermen who, like, don't have helmets on yeah. and drive like assholes, those people will be wearing masks, typically. Sometimes below their nose, but yeah. <laughs> they at least at least wrap it around their chin while they're smoking cigarettes together. It's, it's just kind of mind-boggling, and it, it just goes to show that a, a lot of this is social pressure for, I, I don't know, you feel like you're protecting someone, you're protecting yourself. I, it's yeah, a very confusing, there is complex some, thing. It is different putting not wearing a mask because wearing a mask is ostensibly to to protect yourself of course but also to protect other people whereas yeah. wearing a helmet only protects yourself yeah but not speeding also for, that's that's I know, what no, i'm trying yeah, to connect speeding to. speeding for sure speeding is something where literally you don't speed only well you protect yourself that's not true protect yourself and largely to protect other people especially around these roads where like it's unlikely you're gonna hit another scooter you're probably gonna hit a dog or a pedestrian so yeah. if you're not speeding you're doing it to protect other people a lot. And and nobody does it. So they're not doing it to protect other people in general. They don't really care about the larger population. Or they wouldn't be engaging in these practices. I suppose that's true. I mean, we also have a lot of young people who are just more... But then why wear the mask? If, if they have that same attitude, then why bother wearing a mask? I don't know. I don't know either. And I think that's fascinating. I think this, this, this kind of paradox. I suppose so. I, I think there's also... <clears throat> there's something attractive about like driving fast and like things like that, but there's not it, like you're not cool if you don't wear a mask. You're kind of just an asshole. Some people think it's cool. 
Do they? Americans do, yeah. Well, Americans do. I'm talking about in Taiwan specifically. Yeah, in ta- well, that's but that's again, that's just a social construction. For it has sure. Nothing to do with whether it's like safe or less safe or it's good for people. It's just like this dynamic within the United States and maybe some countries in Europe where like you're kind of a a free thinker. You're post-COVID or whatever. Yeah. You're a dummy. I'm already post-COVID. Yeah, we live in a post-COVID world. Even though my my grandpappy and my great uncle and my my best friend and my, my second second dog all died from it last week. It's like <laughs> all right, Free Zakaria. We get it. Because that's his new book. What post-COVID? I think post-COVID world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I love when they do that. Like it was the same as like Cuomo writing that book about how he solved the coronavirus pandemic in New York when he just like murdered a bunch of old Whoa. people. Fareed <laughs> <laughs> Zakhar wrote post-American world in like, like the mid two thousands or something like that. It's like what the world would be like without it. It's not like saying that it's over. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. I, I want to write a book called post Fareed Zakaria world. Fareed Zakaria is, I lost a lot of respect for him during the 2020 political, uh, I think 2016 also. Yeah. I think he, he did some really, he made some shameless statements, but I would say that overall, I still agree with him on a decent amount of things. And I, I'm agreeing with him more and more recently because he, he's made some really good points regarding, and I agree with you that there's a lot to criticize, but I'm just saying, I agree with him in general on number one, on being critical of Elon Musk and this kind of like, oh, let's, let's cut the budget kind of bullshit. Yeah. I what agree else? with that. And criticizing him also because Elon Musk is like, oh, I can't get any federal subsidies because the subsidies are only for companies that hire, uh, yeah, that hire unionized workers. And he basically, he's like the only car company in the world that doesn't, which means he's like the only one that's exempt from getting these subsidies. He has to pay like eight, eight or ten billion dollars in taxes this year, which is like the first time he's ever paid taxes, and he's like crying about it. I hope, he, I hope, I hope he gets fucked. I hope his hair plugs fall out. <laughs> I hope he gets sent to a fucking gym mine in South Africa. <clears throat> uh, he also has some good points on, I think on China in general. And I, he's not, he's not a perfect guy, but he has some interesting points and he's interesting to listen to. I'll give him that. I'll, that I think that's a fair. I've, I've heard him say things that I didn't think were completely fucking idiotic. <laughs> I'll say that. But, I'll say that for just about everybody. But uh, he's, yeah, I don't know. I think he's kind of an elitist and I find him. He is an elitist I, for sure. I find him kind of annoying, but yeah, just like, Anyone. I mean, if he says something that's right, just like when when Trump occasionally gets things right, I I I say yes. That's. I would correct. say of all the people on media, he's probably the only one that, uh, at least the only one on CNN that actually like thinks deeply about political issues. Even if he gets the conclusions wrong, at least he has a kind of thoughtful discourse with it in his own head, and not on every issue for sure. Yeah. But I would say he does better than ninety nine percent of the people on CNN. Yeah, especially now that Fredo's gone. Fredo. <laughs> Nice. And that's the sign that. <laughs> that's the sign that I'm, I'm. I can't even finish my sentence. You need to. You need to take some neurotropic. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's for sure. I need to get a full night's sleep. I, I was w- awoken at 5 a.m. today to clean up piss and shit. Oh, nice. Lisa, I can't what, get a good night's sleep to like. Lisa wasn't on your bed this time, right? I got up. He, Poppy was like scratching at the at the cage so i'm like oh, he's probably hungry and then i went over to check and he didn't have any water so i'm like i'll give him water so i i brought back his water i went and lay back down I'm like i can go to sleep and then i hear him scratching i'm like what's going on now i turn the light on 
he pissed in his water and <laughs> and he he pissed on his brand new toy so i'm like fuck man so now i need to go wash out the thing get him new water and clean up the piss like at 5 a.m so i did all that i came back now there's shit all over the floor and i like washed out the rag and everything now i gotta clean up the shit oh man <laughs> the joys of a, of a small dog Actually, this was in three steps. First, it was the piss. Then it was the shit. Then I discovered that he had also pissed on his toy. So I had to take the toy out and clean that off. You got to get him, like, one of those little, like, fake trees that they can pee on. Get him a little piss area. He has, he has like, a piss area. He just doesn't always use it. He's, like, especially at 5 a.m., I don't know. I mean, that's somewhat fair. It hopefully will get easier once you can actually take him outside. He also misbehaves around me. I think he's got an issue with men, and he likes to be difficult with me. Well, Poppy needs to learn that men are oppressed, and it's not really a f- appropriate for him he to discriminate man, like that. But he was oppressed by other men as a as a former breeding stud. Uh, yeah, that it makes a lot of sense. Obviously, there's a lot of that in Taiwan, where dogs are not just afraid of like men, but just afraid of people in general because they've been mistreated, which is unfortunate. People, I I don't understand. Dogs are like the nicest animals. I can think of. They're basically like bred and evolved to be our best friends. Like unlike nearly any other animal besides mosquitoes, of course. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> How could anyone mistreat a dog? I just don't get it. You have to be such a monster. You have to you have to have such an inferiority complex to abuse something that's like already like like predisposed to be nice to you. Yeah, and to listen to you. Well, I mean, people beat the shit out of their kids all the time, so I mean, is that is it surprising? I don't Kids, know. Kids, I would say, are more complex because humans are more complex. Dogs are, dogs are complex in their own way, but I don't know, man. I mean, they just, get, they, dogs have different personalities, and sometimes they kept, catch attitudes and stuff, too. But Catching attitudes. But uh, I don't think that means you should beat on them. Or eat them. China. <laughs> or... or uh, I think they still in eat Korea. dogs in Korea. Yeah, yeah, they do. They I was do. I watched a, I think it was a Vice video recently on, on one of the dog festivals in China. It's really weird. There's a lot of cognitive dissonance there too, because they're like, people have like their pet dogs there, and then they're next to them is just like these dogs in cages that are gonna be little meat pies here's later. Here's my poodle, and here's dinner. <laughs> it's wild, man. It's. I don't know, man. I mean, it's the same thing with like, oh, dogs and dogs are cute, but pigs are ugly. So we just we just slaughter them on mass and like a giant Holocaust like genocide every day. It doesn't bother me at the slightest. Yeah. Pigs are pretty smart, too, actually. I mean, I agree. And I would never eat any of these things ever again. Yeah, I concur with that. Speaking of eating, I ate some very spicy noodles today that I was told are i went because i went to like the christmas thing and they told me <laughs> i know gross that's just right? a joke because no because you work at school ah, that is true doxing me ari um just just edit that whole last 30 seconds i'm though. just kidding it doesn't matter but it does i they, shouldn't be saying to that just take out this whole thing anyway so i went to that thing and they had like this like super spicy noodles like this instant noodles tabasco yeah they were well they were like they were like it's so spicy is that a korean noodle thing yeah and they were like they're pretty spicy they were like if you can eat the whole thing and not drink water for five minutes we'll give you your money back so i i did 
but I still gave them the money because it's like they're trying to raise money for like graduation trips and I stuff. I hate to tell you this now, but those things have pork in them. Oh, sick. I, I stopped buying them because they did. Which one? Probably the same one. The really spicy Korean one. The two times? Probably, yeah. I think so. <laughs> it's okay, man. It's like just, you know, like pork brain powder or something. Yum. All right. Well, that's a good note to self. Yeah. I just want to let you know. So you, don't feel bad because yeah. you didn't know. Just like... Just so you know in the future. Yeah, because I was like asking, I was like, does it have meat? And they're like, no, there's no meat in here. Well, yeah, there's no, technically there's no like meat. It's yeah, like pork brain powder. That's probably what they were thinking. It's like, oh, it's it's just a... Well, they don't read the ingredients. They're like, oh, there's no chunks of meat. Like, they're, you think <laughs> Well, they, they did look at the ingredients. So maybe they lied to me or they read them wrong. They probably missed it because like it, typical instant noodle package, there's like 50 fucking things yeah, in there. Yeah, it's true. They they miss it all the time. I don't manner is not my native language, but I argue with people all the time. I'm like, I know there's meat in here. They're like, no, there's not. <laughs> I was like, I will go through the list and I will find it to you, find it for you, and I always prove them wrong because yeah. I actually do pay attention. Also, like with like lard and stuff, people yeah exactly don't pay attention like, oh, to that stuff. Not, well, like gelatin. Gelatin's the biggest one. Oh yeah, yeah. Gelatin. They're like, well, what's the, I'm, I'm like, you see the fact that it says that like it's a pig origin yeah. that means that it comes from an animal yeah. like it's pig, not pig's milk pig's, let's just be honest pig skin and bone yum <sighs> sigh speaking of murder i just wanted to talk about kyle rittenhouse because i was like i know this is an old story but i was oh listen- boy i was listening to rogan talk about this recently and he like kind of defended him and i was like wait a second is this the precedent we're gonna set for the world like this is okay so Maybe I'm missing something, and like I'm, I'm happy, and I don't know if we've discussed this before, but the way I understand it basically is a 17-year-old got his parents' assault rifle and decided to like play cop, and basically egged a whole bunch of people on into attacking him, and then as soon as they like came to beat him up, he just emptied out a fucking clip of like five, five, six rounds in their chests. Yeah, it it's really complicated, and I think from what I've heard, it sounds like he probably does have a case for like self-defense because of how the the laws are set up yeah but that but in wisconsin but i i yes i, I would agree sh- mostly with with your uh i agree with the story. notion that what he did was maybe legal under the the technical precepts of like the stand your ground laws right the very very loose self-defense yes rules. yes super loose What's interesting, including is that allowing a seventeen-year-old to just walk around with a with a fucking assault weapon. That's crazy because <laughs> what this basically opens up for is like the conservative nightmare, which is the breakdown of law and order. So next time yeah. there's like an anti-Trump protest or like, a, let's say a protest outside an abortion clinic, yeah, and somebody comes down there with with like a, let's say a fully automatic class three machine gun, like a Tommy gun, and they're like, abortion should be legal. Christ wasn't real. And people are like, oh, fuck, let's get this guy. And they come after him. And he just, like, murders 150 people. And he can be like, I was standing my ground. They had technically attacked me. Well, you technically can't own a fully automatic machine You gun. can. You can own a Class 3 if you get the stamps for you, it. You have to get, like, literally, well, at least this is how it was in Missouri, is you had to get approval from the governor. Well. Uh, it's not easy is what I'm saying. Not, but I get your point. It's not. Like you could go down there with an AR-15 or like an SKS with a 50-round drum. You could get a 50-caliber gun and just start That's firing true. off into a giant crowd of people if they are like, "Let's get him!" and they come at you. It's true. So Joe Rogan's is like, "Well, they hit him with the skateboard, so like he had the right to murder all of them, right?" Yeah, that's a that's a pretty. 
big escalation. The other thing is like <laughs> he went down there to like fucking defend a piggly wiggly or something. It's like I I agree like especially when it comes to like private businesses, yeah, there sh- there shouldn't be looting and you shouldn't be burning down That's like not- people's private businesses, but it's also not you're not a fucking cop, dude. It's not your job to go That's the cop's job. Even if it was. Even <laughs> if it was. Let's say somebody is trying to burn on a piggly wiggly. That cop would lose his fucking job and probably still be tried for murder if he just shot someone trying to burn down a building. Like, yeah, well, eh, well, depends if they're black, but uh, it maybe it's possible. We've seen a lot of cops get away with a lot of violent crimes recently. So but actually, this sets the threshold even below police. So yeah. for police, you have to like feel that your life is threatened, and like that that threshold is now so loose that like if you're a weakly little seventeen year old and you're like, well. You know, he threw a skateboard at me, and I thought he was going to kill me, so I just, like, pumped off rounds into the crowd. Like, that's fully justified. Well, then, the next time there's, like, an anti-Trump protest, and somebody just, like, plows a fucking Jeep Wrangler through a a group of people because they were, like, shouting at him, threatening things, then that's technically legal under the standard round law. Well, DeSantis literally did successfully pass a a law basically saying that it's okay to run over protesters. So— I mean, that's the way they're going, which is it's it is interesting calling it like calling themselves like the law and order party. Yeah, because they're basically calling for the breakdown of law and order and vigilante justice and complete immunity for anyone who feels in the least be threat, the least be threat. And and also in terms of individual responsibility, the, the notion of like all the liberals are pussies. Yeah. And and this is basically like if you feel. Let's say somebody's like, I'm going to I'm gonna beat your ass, dude. And you're like, fuck that. And you just blow someone's head off. Yeah. It's like whoever whoever pulls out their gun first and shoots the other one because they felt threatened is technically in the right. That's that's not the party of, like, individual responsibility. That's just – that's the party of – Like Wild West. Yeah, why, why, complete anarchy yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Whoever pulls out their gun first. That's not anarchy. That, or that, sorry, that's not law and order. That's just complete anarchy. Yeah. That's not individual responsibility and, like – Making sure that your own personal protection is the most important thing. That's just like whoever gets lucky enough to pull out their gun first in this dispute. So, yeah, this is like a a sad sign of like the America of the future. When you have Joe Rogan, who on one hand claims to be a leftist here, basically supporting complete anarchy and claims to be in support of law enforcement and law and order. Again, in favor of complete anarchy. I think it's also really pretty disgusting how like people are holding him up as a hero like i get people who would say who are like saying like making the the argument that like actually technically within the law he was like he was allowed to do this now i think that there should be a conversation like we just had that follows that saying like do we want this to be the new fucking yeah. normal but <clears throat> yeah calling I, him a hero is I, I think i think like whole like they just did uh TPUSA or whatever, their big conference, the America First Conference or whatever the fuck it's called. What is, I don't understand all these leftist acronyms. <laughs> it's a right-wing fucking propaganda conference. TPUSA stands for Toilet Paper USA. Uh, no, <laughs> Typical leftist. I forget what they're called. It's a, oh, Turning Points USA. It's just some fringe right-wing uh, like nonsense peddling uh, out, outlet on the internet. Anyway. I hear the people screaming for yeah, Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas, bastard! <laughs> But uh, they had him on, and they were like, like he comes out, and they're like, it looks like a, a fucking WWE wrestling event. They're just like shooting off like Donald f- fire, J. fire. Yeah, they're just like Kyle Rittenhouse, boom, 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 bo
being like, no, don't kill you, and then shooting off well, crowd. Yeah, well, into the crowd of people. I another thing that I think is, don't hit me with your skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that people fucking do that really annoys me is they they talk about. I guess one of the guys that he killed was a convicted like sex offender. That's what Joe Rogan was saying. Yeah, I'm like, okay, wait, wait, wait. So do we now have like automatic death penalty yeah. for pedophiles? You get to be judge, jury, and executioner just because you decided to. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck, dude? Like so he happened to kill like a convicted criminal. Yeah, as if he knew that. Like that's the other thing is like, yeah, I'm sure he knew that. By the way, if you're this big like conservative like defender of uh you know women and like of, of the American way, there's a video of Kyle Rittenhouse like beating the shit out of a girl at his school. So it's oh, like really? it's like get the fuck out of here. Let's post that link. <clears throat> All right. I'll find it. He's also wearing American flag Crocs in the video. He's which, obviously like a disturbed child, and the fact that he went across state lines with a gun right there, like he should have gone to prison for that. It's technically, I what I heard is that he didn't he didn't cross state lines with a gun. He like crossed state lines and then was given the gun by like his uncle or something. But it's th again, this is like it's really complicated, and the media has done on both sides, and I don't like to do both sidesism, but they've both done a horrible job covering this thing. They absolutely didn't didn't talk about what the like the local laws are so then people like it doesn't matter i think the the main part of the con i get what you're saying i get what you're saying like but i think the legal arguments are not as important as the overall argument whether it's okay for like a mentally disturbed child to be given a gun and then just go egg on a group of people until yeah. they threaten to beat them up and then just murder a crowd of people whether or not they're antifa or fucking anti-trumpers or i mean pro-trumpers or whoever like yeah we shouldn't Basically, be gunning down people in the street. Yeah, and then and then saying that it's totally legal, like yeah. if you felt the slightest bit threatened. That literally just like the basis of anarchy. If you can just claim you felt threatened and kill whoever you want, then yeah. then this is literally the end of the ordered America. This is the end of law and order. So please stop lecturing me about this shit. Yeah. I, well, there's also more and more leftists that are getting armed. So that it, it will, I mean, will lead to this. And... Uh, I think I think it's gonna lead to a fucking civil war, man. I, I think America is going straight down. I don't think it'll be like a real full-on civil war, but there's. I think there, at some point, will probably be a, an uptick in violence. But I hope not. I I hope they start. People start to come together over something. We need to. China. China. Um, but speaking of things that we called uh, way before they happened. Uh, I don't know if you remember the article I wrote about the Texas abortion ban, that law, that yeah. vigil speaking of vigilantism as well, that vigilante law, I, I literally said this in the article. I said that this could lead to basically uh, like blue states banning guns essentially via the same principle saying like anyone who sells someone a gun or gun manufacturers that like sell a gun that basically – if anyone in that state could basically go and su and sue them in, in court. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're talking about doing now in California. Interesting. Yeah. So, again, it's the, the, that might be the way that just like when we talk about, like, how, like, right-wingers are, like, basically allowed to carry guns anywhere in America now. And, like, uh, they're, like, loosening these gun laws. I mean, everyone is. Uh, depends on the state. But the way that the, the way that you get these gun bans is often put the – put guns in the hands of black people at least historically speaking oh heck you, yeah, you look at the reason why california has Even these being black is socially constructed it is we had this conversation last night as is being white yeah as is being christian definitely but the reason that they have such strict gun laws in california and is Jewish. because of 
because of everyone's every Republican's favorite president. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Everyone's favorite Republican president, Ronnie Reagan, the classic actor. Ronnie the Rat. Ronald Wilson Reagan, 666, folks, look into it. Number of the beast. But he introduced a lot of these gun laws because, like, Black Panthers were starting to arm up and, like, carry around shotguns. And, like, stop taking shit from the police. And so he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't like when the black people have the guns. And so they introduced, like, a bunch of strict gun laws. There's your fucking Second Amendment Republicans for you guys. Uh, but I th- I think we might see something similar with... Let's just say, let's just say on the record. This, this podcast is pro-guns. I... I think we would both I, agree. I, I talk about it all the time. I love, I fucking love guns. But I think if you want to continue to have guns legal and not live in a fucking anarcho state, you have to have one very responsible, very intelligent gun owners, and you need to be very uh, careful about what you sell. And you need to have things like background checks that 90% of the country agrees with, including like over 80% of NRA fucking members. So, like, let's. Not Kyle Rittenhouse. Well. I don't know how that uncle is not like legally responsible. Like I, I don't understand how our legal system is so fucked up that no laws were broken. That somebody's just like, here's seventeen year old, go a, be a vigilante, have a gun. Well, they, the the thing is, is they might some of those things might start be getting prosecuted because there was just a recent school shooting and both of the parents were arrested because they. There are text messages, basically, like, the the parents are, one, joking about, like, school violence with the kid, which is fucked. But they also, the mom, they, like, were, they had to go to school because he was, like, doing, like, these violent drawings and, like, saying fucked up shit. They went there, and they were, the school was saying, please take your son home today and, like, deal with this. And they were like, no, he needs to stay at school. And... Later, he, like, did the shooting. So he had the gun with him? I guess. At they school. did it. I mean, obviously, the school didn't know. But and How the mom not, like, search him? After the mom text, uh, after she left, she texted him, like, don't do it, son, or something. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah they were definitely, a, like, in on it's that. It's a crazy case. And they fled immediately after he did the shooting. They fled the, the, the city. But, uh, Damn, I hope they're fucking charged as accomplices. If they are, I, I if think, they're actually... I think they're, they're going to get some sort of charges. I don't... Uh, whether... What what actually happens, we'll see. And it's I need to look into it more, but just like doing a <clears throat> brief reading on that was crazy. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing is if you're – there there are proposed laws in some states of, yeah, if your kid gets your gun because you don't lock it up right, then you're held at least partially responsible. And I think that makes sense. It does. If you want to be a gun owner, you should be a responsible one. And if you give, if you give a gun to a kid that's basically yeah. going to participate in a riot yeah. so that he can bring the gun to a riot yeah. – for fuck's sake, like that guy, that guy needs to be charged with whatever the same, the same revised laws are that remove this basically anarchy exemption for anyone who who's too much of a pussy. Yeah. I'm so scared of the situation I put myself in. Yeah, just if you if you're really that scared, don't go to a fucking riot. I tend to I tend to agree. And if you're like if you're really defending it, then why don't you just like stand in front of the piggly wiggly, not like run down the streets with an assault rifle? Yeah, I mean he was close enough to cops that like right after he shot a bunch of people, he like ran into the arms. No, of the I cops, watched that video. And the, the cops didn't even. They're like, get out any- of the way! Yeah, they're just like, we're trying to kill people here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a lot of black people we need to we need to entrap. That's uh, it's uh, frustrating. I feel like race. I I didn't I didn't see in that video at least. I didn't see any black people. I don't think 
race was like a part of that. No, it was. No, 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 it wasn't. And I, this is again part of. But being black is socially constructed part, as is being white, part as is being police. Well, it's part of the problem with the media and why they like try to divide us so much is like that a lot of uh, articles, and this is. Oh, we're conser- calling a white supremacist. Well, yeah, or we're saying or, they didn't outright say it, but they made it sound like um, maybe the victims were black. But yeah, I don't. I don't particularly think that Rittenhouse is a white supremacist. He said he's a a, a supporter of Black Lives Matter, which is interesting. He's but just a weird fucking seventeen. He's year old a seventeen year old. That's the point. Is he's a child, which is why like anyone who gives him a gun should be should be charged. With a manslaughter at the very least, and probably face like fifty to sixty years in prison for all the people that are dead now, as a as a direct consequence of that guy's fuck up. Yeah, I tend to agree. That, that guy should die in prison, honestly. The, for like the problem is, is that you you don't have. I mean, for giving Ritt, a seventeen year old a didn't fucking technically, gun, he didn't break any laws technically. So if you can't charge him, I don't think you can charge the uncle. But I I mean, I agree with you. Obviously. I think Rittenhouse should honestly be in a mental institution because like, what kind of seventeen year olds like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go stir up violence so that I can shoot in a crowd of people tonight. Like that dude. I, I, don't, honestly. I don't know. I don't know if that's a hundred percent fair, and I shouldn't be being this fair to this boy. But I think I think he probably just like a lot of Americans, a lot of gun owning Americans thinks I'm gonna be a fucking hero. I'm a wild west. Sh- like you know, everyone has that owns a lot of people that owns own guns have these fantasies of like. If the bad guy ever comes in, I'm going to put, like, four in his chest and then kill his partner, too, and then I'm going to blow the smoke off the fucking barrel. This wasn't his house. This is no, like— It's—people it, are—it was— Castle doctrine. There's no—there's yeah, literally no yeah. argument. He was running down the street with an assault rifle. I, he was looking to kill people. Like, if you watch the video, yeah, for fuck's sake, probably. like, he he's, like, not really trying to get away. He wa- I mean, if you actually watch the video and, like, stop giving me all these arguments about, like— text messages and transcripts just watch the fucking video yeah. that dude wanted that dude wanted blood on his hands he wanted he's a 17 year old who wanted to go out like a hero killing a bunch of fucking people and he succeeded in that and now he needs to probably spend the next 30 to 40 years working out what the fuck is wrong with him in a mental institution and his uncle deserves to be in prison probably until he dies for handing this fucking mentally disturbed child an assault rifle i don't totally disagree with you I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. And if you don't agree with me, then you then don't pretend you're in favor of law and order. You well, are yeah. technically in favor of a mild form of anarchy. So yeah, if you if you really like Somalia and Afghanistan, if those are your your ideals for the future of America, then by all means, let's just keep going this way. Hell yeah! Talk about talk about successful states. Oh yeah. Well, Mogadishu, USA. <laughs> I'm interested to see how, yeah, how the U.S. progresses. Speaking of Afghanistan, Pakistan is holding a conference of what they call a a conference of Islamic nations to basically ask the world to help Afghanistan because they're having like winter famines right now. And the Afghan government, I watched on YouTube, the comments are, I should never read YouTube comments. No, you shouldn't, man. But they are insane. They're just like, wow, if the U.S. government didn't steal all the money from the Afghan, it's like. Wait a second. This is aid money that was supposed to go to the Afghan people that was suspended when the Taliban took over the the national conference. This was never Afghan. Uh, it was Afghan money. It was not Taliban money, and it wasn't Afghan money to begin with. It was Western aid money that was supposed to help the Afghan government, which no longer exists, by the way. No. So, like, please stop giving me those arguments. Don't uh, yeah, don't ever go in the comments, mud. I I did it on uh. 
on like a a video yesterday. And after like three of them, I was like, bye, <laughs> I'm out of here. What, what do you think about that, though? What do I think about what? About that, that notion that the United States, because like this is the same thing with Iran, that basically or North Korea, that they use all the money that they have to do offensive weapon spending. They like buy a shitload of weapons and then they're like our government's broken. We can't help the poor people. And because of the American sanctions regime, our, our people are starving. So give us more money or you're responsible for our people's deaths. Yeah, I think the issue is is I think we'd have much better cases in a lot of these countries uh, for arguments if we hadn't like killed civilians and done like these bombing campaigns. But yeah, obviously on its face it's absurd. I mean, obviously we haven't done bombing campaigns in all these countries, but yeah, I find it a bit frustrating because I think if we were a little if we held ourselves to a slightly higher moral standard, then I think we'd have a better argument. But I also do think uh, that yeah, obviously it's nonsense. It's it's uh, it's nonsense to put all the blame on America. I had to clean up Jordan's mess. Sorry. Just kidding. I made a little mess. Yeah, I I really don't buy that argument. And like since the very beginning, I feel terrible for the people of Afghanistan who opposed the Taliban, but they basically it's the the Afghanistan is a very complex state, but to a large yeah. extent. Like, they wanted this regime, and now that they have the regime and the Western aid money has stopped flowing, they're like, wait a second. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I... <clears throat> There's, of course, there are millions... Afghanistan is a complex country, and there are millions of people who didn't want the Taliban back in. But overall, like, they did very little to stop the takeover. Like, the, the army basically gave up immediately, which was composed of regular Afghan civilians. And that country is one of the he most heavily armed countries in the world. And they basically allowed it to take place. They, they, they tacitly allowed the Taliban to take over. And they should have realized that that would mean the end of Western aid money. I wonder if they felt like there was much other, many other options. Yeah, the Chinese government. So now it's not the Americans' responsibility. If the Chinese and Pakistani government wanted the Taliban back in so badly, let Pakistan fucking pay for it. I mean, I tend to agree with that, but... Since they, since Pakistan accepted billions of fucking dollars in U.S. aid from Obama and, and the Bush administration over fucking decades, helping us quote-unquote deal with the Taliban there by basically siphoning off all the money to the private accounts of Pervez Musharraf and his, his associates in order to help us in zero fucking ways with dealing with the Taliban, let them take part of their aid money if they're so concerned about t the Taliban civilians. Like, I feel terrible. Let's ship in food. Let's ship in medicine. Yeah. I 100% agree yeah, with no. that. We are not fucking giving them a penny of, of like, cash aid money no. so that the Taliban can use it to, to restock their weapons supplies. Fuck that shit. I, I agree with that. I think that you should never f sanction food or medicine. Which There's no the, sanction. Which the U was, but I'm just saying that the U.S. does that at, uh, in certain, at certain times. That's not I think, relevant I think that's at, to this at all because the U.S. is not sanctioning them at all. They okay, just, yeah, then I just, agree with They're you. just cutting off cash aid to the Taliban. <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, now we're in famine, so... Yeah, ship over food. I, I totally agree with your point on that. Yeah, it's it's bullshit. But and if and if they have a complaint, then Pakistan and China should fucking take the ball since they wanted the Taliban in so bad. This is your fucking this is your fucking problem to deal with now. I think that is probably something that should be a talking point moving forward. Is just is for like people like the EU and the Biden administration to go. 
yeah, you supported this. Why don't you give some aid money? But, of course, China will say, oh, we're just a small developing nation. <laughs> we're, just, we're just little guys. And then turn around, like, next week when and they'll be like, we'll fucking nuke you off the face of the map. Like, that's – they have – inside China is two wolves. One of them is a small little baby developing country that doesn't want to get hurt too bad. And the other one is a nuclear-armed giant that's trying to take over the entire planet. Yeah, considering that China now has the second largest military in the world and it basically has made clear their aim to become a global superpower and surpass the United States, I think they can shut the fuck up about them being a developing state. Let's just be real about this. I, I tend to agree. I, I did see something interesting about China that they um, might be facing like a real big problem with like their steel industry collapsing and be, partially because of the housing market has co- collapsed or is, is collapsing. Because, I mean... Everyone knows this is like almost a, a trite point at this point, but like the, there's the classic like Vice documentary where they go to China and like there's just like ghost towns of like millions and millions of of housing houses. Oh, you mean houses. New York City? <laughs> just so they can they can basically prop up their GDP. Oh, and you mean con- Trump Tower? Continue to put up these idiotic numbers of like eight nine percent fucking year on year GDP growth. But uh, yeah, some of those chickens might be coming home to roost. We'll see. I don't we'll know. We'll see. I. I mean, it's disturbing, but I think the United States has been engaged in a lot of the same thing. I've heard that. Yeah, that's probably true. Most of like the tower, the the like ultra tall towers that were built in the last twenty years in New York are completely fucking empty right mm-hmm. now. Lol. Yeah. Well, it's this obsession with fucking growth, man. It's the it, we can't just like accept what we have and try to like improve that or or like maybe put just keep put our your iPhone twelve, okay, folks. <laughs> you don't need the new one. I need the thirteen Pro. <laughs> Got a much better camera. I saw Samantha has the iPhone 13. <laughs> I want one too. That bitch. <laughs> oh shit, boy. <laughs> All right, you got anything else? Yeah, I got several more. All right, let's go. I gotta I gotta work soon. You got 42 minutes. Uh, Putin, Putin and his demands. So we've been talking about uh, that build up, the military build up at the Ukrainian border, yeah. and basically Putin went on in like a three hour tirade basically saying that the united states and the west needed to like right now absolutely make clear that there would be no further expansion of nato and that the united states of 1992 had lied to the soviet union basically implying that he as russia was like the continuation of the soviet union right and that russia should feel threatened which again is completely fabricated because the original expansion of nato i mean was nato was created to to curb expansion and aggression and basically by amassing your troops at the border and being like give me what i want or i'm going to aggressively invade my neighbor is the epitome of why nato was created in the first fucking place it's really ironic but from what i hear most russians are not in favor of any invasion or occupation of ukraine and for that reason because trump uh, because uh, russian numbers russian economic and support numbers for any invasion of Ukraine are extremely low right now. He's not going to do it because he he's in a precarious place right now. Yeah, I tend to lean that way, and I hope I hope that that's right because obviously there's going to be a tremendous loss of life if there is an invasion. I do I do somewhat get the point of or, or the uh, that kind of frame of view that he might have where he he sees NATO expanding and expanding, but it's not like NATO is going to invade Russia. Who gives a fuck? Russia does not have an inherent 
claim to the entire Eastern Europe sector to have their exclusive sphere of influence. If he doesn't like it, then he can go try and coax those nations into his sphere of orbit by not amassing 200,000 troops at their border and not shelling them for seven years at a time and not illegally annexing part of their territory. If he's so concerned about these countries moving in the Western sphere of influence, maybe he should stop bringing down jets through the Belarusian leaders. Like, their behavior has been so atrocious over the past 15 years. And then he's like, well, well, the the the, the Western powers just keep doing... Shut the fuck up. You are a monster. And yeah. you wonder why people run away from you. It's because you're a fucking monster. L- like, yeah. let your party step down, have free elections, and close the United Russia Party. And and completely take yourself out of politics. And let's see if, if all of these countries... And by the way... Pull up the 200,000 troops off the border and, and let Crimea be an independent state. Let them have another referendum. Okay? Yeah, a legitimate one. Yeah, a legitimate one. <laughs> and he, it doesn't fucking matter anyways. Like, No, I mean, it's obviously nonsense. It's the same thing you see out of China. But that's why more and more – why I'm slightly heartened to see more and more countries pulling away from them. The problem is is that if America doesn't get its shit together, then we have to rely on the on the EU to be the arbiter of – like actually trying to pull people in the right direction. Not that America does a really great I job, but shit. And, and I don't trust America for shit anymore, honestly. Neither do I. Well, I trust them more than the EU, but the, the, yeah, the scariest thing true. about this... Hang on one second. I forgot what I was ranting about. I was. I had a really good point to make, and I totally forgot what it was. Um. Oh, the Europeans. Okay, the, the clearest way I have to know that the Europeans aren't serious about Russia is... The Nord Stream 2 pipeline. And I think, personally, I think that the number one reason why Russia won't invade right now, besides even like the public relations issues and the fact that Putin would face sinking support, is because if he did that, it would almost certainly call into question Nord Stream 2. Because if there's a war, because if there's a war in that region, it threatens the natural gas supplies in the whole area. And there would definitely be a whole raft of new sanctions regimes, which I'm almost sure now would possibly include, because there would be Republican support for that, thanks to everyone's favorite Ted Cruz, for sanctioning the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which would probably catch the Europeans in and would mean that they would probably call it off before its completion. No, Nord Stream, I'm Ted Cruz, me. And Russia wants to keep Nord Stream 2, like, at all costs right now. So they will not do anything until Nord Stream 2 is, like, in operation and stable. Yeah, I mean, I tend to agree with that. I think it's all blustered. That's That's my take. Yeah, I also still think the Europeans are full of shit. I somewhat do. I'm I'm quite hard. We talked about Baerbach, and I'm pretty heartened by her rhetoric. But I would like to see some actions. I like her too, and I I would like if she was in favor of pulling out of Nord Stream two. I can't remember what she said because we did watch the debate. I can't remember what she said about Nord Stream two. Go watch it, folks. Ari, go watch it on the YouTube's. You go watch it and remind me, please. Uh, I'll think about it. I got YouTube videos to post. Cause I've been I've been trying to do a game stream. I was literally lame stream the lame stream media, lame stream on Twitch. I was uh yeah, cause I was literally getting ready to start a. Actually, I had already started the stream on when you called me to do the pod when you called me from downstairs. <laughs> well, how, we don't have walkie talkies yet, so how am I, I mean, supposed to contact you? You could yell through the floor, but I could. <laughs> I used to have I told you this story that I used to live in an apartment and. I would like run around and there was a lady that used to do that. She'd bang on our floor with a 
with a broom. And then she when thre- I was a kid too. Then she threatened to beat up my mom when she was pregnant. That never happened to us, but we also had a crazy lady who broomed the ceiling. Yeah, my That's dad. Nice. My dad was like, "If you touch my wife, I'll touch you." I don't like that. You don't like that. <laughs> um, two more, two more quick things. One of them was about the Omicron study, which I referenced. So. The Omicron study that I referenced previously was saying that the efficacy was tw- of the vaccine was 22.5%. I actually looked at the data of that quote-unquote preprint study. <laughs> okay. If anyone can't guess, I asked Jordan to guess how many people were involved in this, in this study that all of the media is quoting right now. 12 fucking people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And the numbers aren't like – this isn't a, like a double-blind clinical study with the vaccine to actually see the efficacy numbers. Those are calculated based on antibody numbers. So that being said, we don't, we still don't know anything about the efficacy of the existing vaccines or very little, at least about the efficacy of these vaccines versus Omicron, except that they suck. Okay. So rather than being cautious, you're talking about in, in, in terms of uh, stopping the spread, talking about in general, I mean, we don't know anything, but you saying they suck. We don't know that they suck about like preventing hospitalization and death preventing symptomatic disease which is directly related to hospitalization right, right. and death well in any case. To, so, to some degree i mean people still get people still get breakthrough cases but because they're vaccinated they they much much less i go can guarantee to, you go nobody hospital. gets hospitalized or dies without having symptomatic disease that's yeah. true no no no. that's true no, no i i agree with you i'm just saying that it's it's still far less you can still get symptomatic disease and it'd be pretty mild because you got vaccinated that's all i'm saying i'm just trying to make it make it clear in any case we don't have any data about that period whatsoever and the data we do have is extremely limited to this 12 person study (laughs) so that being said rather than take the cautious route and being like well we don't know anything about omicron so for now let's take out every precaution to make sure that omicron doesn't sweep across the world all the governments in the world did jack fucking shit and they just like oh let's keep pumping out the same vaccines and do nothing else come on ari they they stopped travel from south africa Like two weeks after it was already in America. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And by the way, travel bans, I think the travel bans are fucking stupid. What you need is automatic penalty-driven quarantine procedures on any person coming in or out of the country, period, with no exceptions, government-run, and absolutely no leaks in or out. Yeah. And that is how you actually stop these diseases from coming into the country, like you can see with Taiwan. And they're open, brilliant data. I talk shit about Chen Shichong. All the time. Yeah. That is one thing that they've done very fucking well. So instead of, because again, Omicron is like a really big unknown here. Instead of being cautious, they're just like, nah, let's just wait and see. Omicron party. Yeah. 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 And well, they're, I mean. Please don't lecture me about vaccines. Like we, we don't know. And we probably won't know for years, actually. Mr. Science is is recommending that people don't go visit their families. But he hasn't said anything about mean Joe Rogan? keeping your slave ass at your fucking your little job to make sure that the capitalist piggies get to keep making their money. <clears throat> Heck yeah, bro. That's going to continue. Thanks, Fauci. One last thing. The Chile election. So the leftist won. Yep, I saw that. What do you think? A lot of people seem happy. I He said he that, you know, Chile, the classic thing is like neoliberalism was born in Chile. And that's now they're saying that's where it's going to die. And I hope, I hope that's true because I don't like neoliberalism. But... Um, I don't know. I think you I think kicked out of the WTO. Yeah, I think a lot of people tend to go like uh, tend to think that this is going to be like some 
Like, it, it, I saw both sides. I saw takes where they're like, it's a fucking revolution in Chile. They're going to be like this like shining communist example. And then I saw other people being... Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is why, this is why Twitter's a joke. First of all, there's a divided parliament. So <laughs> it's not going to be anything of the sort. I think, I think that... Not the, only that, he is not a communist. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, that's exactly... Yeah, exactly. But I've also seen the other side that is saying that he they're going to like go down and become Venezuela. The, uh, those are both nonsense. No, they are. Because, yeah. <laughs> again, there's a fucking divided parliament. Number one. Number two, yeah. he's not a fucking communist. No, he's socialist, I would say, at least in, in name. I don't I also don't know like all of his all of his policies. So we'll we'll see. And again, like you said, divided parliament. So like what are a they going to actually like be able to push through? And well, they're like, oh, yeah. we're going to we're going to reform the pension system and increase taxes on certain groups of people. And they're like, Venezuela. Yeah, that's <laughs> those sound like good things as long as depending on what what groups of people they are. Um, I think it is in my personal opinion is that I think it's much better than having the Nazi win. And it's yeah. also it's also good because they're probably um, going to. Uh, redraft the constitution. I saw there's a picture of them like burning the old constitution. They were already doing that. And the, yeah, which yeah, yeah. Is but, why they but might I, have new elections next year. Right. But what I'm saying is that it's better to have him like kind of in charge of that as opposed to the Nazi. <laughs> I don't know what role the president has in drafting. Sh- and I don't know if he has any role at all, actually. He might not, but I think that even just him as a figurehead kind of leading that, he has more sway as like the actual de facto president. So I view that as like good, but yeah, I. I'm not going to like jump the gun and, and pretend like it's going to be all good or I, I don't know what it's going to be like, but I typically overall constitutional have no role whatsoever for the executive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think there's at least some rhetorical power there and some, Maybe. some power in, yeah, and being able to push at least his party in certain directions. I feel like directions. constitutional redrafts shouldn't be partisan in general, though. I, t- I mean, I agree with that, but inevitably they will be. I, I hope it is as little as possible, but I think... Uh, yeah, again, I, I'm just happy the Nazi lost. And uh, I hope that, I hope this guy does kill neoliberalism, and I hope that he pushes for um, some good worker-first policies. But we'll see. <gasps> been reading a lot about feminism in China recently. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's been interesting. I mean, I knew decent a, a, a little bit about it. I wouldn't call myself an extra expert. Jordan is a self-claimed expert on feminism in China now. <laughs> That's me. Uh, but yeah, I, I downloaded some, some books, hopefully to read a little bit more about it, but it's been very fascinating. Um, but all of that, uh, I mean, I had been reading up on it before, but part of the reason that I kind of like re re sparked my interest was because recently, uh, the government was saying like, like the average people shouldn't be protesting for like feminism. They should, uh, essentially let the government handle it because the government's going to do a good job. The government, which there are zero women on the on the Politburo, and there's only 25% women in the legislature. And we've seen what's happened with all these, like, uh, Me Too cases that just get swept under the rug, especially if they affect the CCP directly. They're definitely need to include more women, but I... <sighs> Lately, it's becoming more harder and harder for me to talk shit about the Chinese Communist Party. I, although I'm totally anti-totalitarianism i think the fact that china is like the one of the only countries in the world that still expresses kind of a will to survive i guess in some ways but it's is is in some ways heartening while i totally disagree and i think that they should step down and democratize and i think that the chinese communist party is time limited i think that um 
not everything they're doing is horrible. I mean, that's true. When they go after like people like Jack Ma and stuff, I, and when they penalize, lo- I I liked recently that they were penalizing local officials who basically allowed the spread to take place. And unlike Taiwan, who's just like, you know. Golden parachutes. <laughs> oh, you know, because you supervised our failure, you know the best way to, to continue in the future. Doing like the old American Wall Street yeah, style 2008. consultancy. Yeah. yeah. Where like you fuck up and you're just given given a get out of jail free card and been like, well, now, now that you've made a mistake, we know you learn from it and you're never going to do that bad thing again. As the person who crashed the train and killed everyone on board, you're the best person to pilot it in the future. <laughs> the Chinese Communist Party, one of the reasons that I totally disagree with authoritarianism in general is because of the complete lack of accountability. And you can see that in the Peng yeah. Sui case. Yeah. That basically people are not are generally not held accountable for their actions if they're high enough in the party and have the right connections because you don't have this kind of openness. On the other hand, I think in general they have the right attitude in terms of holding people accountable, whereas in open societies like Taiwan and America, when people do make these mistakes, nobody gets held accountable anyway. So it's, it's interesting that like for a sexual assault case – then yeah, of course here they'll be held responsible. But for like, a, for somewhat, making a somewhat more yeah for making for if you don't commit a crime, if you make some mistake that inadvertently kills a shitload of people, it's like meh, meh, meh. Yeah, I mean, I honestly in in China as well, there's a lot of over overlooking of corruption if you have the right connections. Certainly, but certainly, but uh, yeah, it's. Attitudinally, I just agree with that. But yeah, I'm there. There, listen. There's no like bastion, and I am certainly no pro CCP person. But I just, I think that the fact that they're actually willing to do that, like where, whereas in other countries they would just be like, you know, well, he's done better than other countries. Yeah, I would say in China, a lot of times it's kind of just them like scapegoating people. But I would have to look at specific examples. But yeah, I, I definitely agree with your sentiment in, like these other countries like in Taiwan and America they obviously corruption is also allowed to run rampant and uh, yeah just let's nothing. call it out when we see it folks no. corruption is bad and the way that you deal with some of this corruption is you make sure we can get new parties by passing dun dun dun, dun rank, rank choice, choice voting, voting. <laughs> yeah everyone get on that right now start pushing your state government if you have any referendum laws in your state Start pushing for ranked choice voting ASAP. Get those signatures. Eliminate the two-party monopoly in the United States and get some real candidates out there. Because the two-party monopoly is literally what's killing, I would say, most of the world right now. Mm, It's a big part of it. I would agree with that. If you look at all the major problems endemic to the United States, to Europe, to Taiwan, all of these major society-crushing problems and the, the issue that the parties within those countries are unwilling to tackle them because of... Because basically they don't have to. There's no there's no adequate competition that will challenge them on these things. They've formed a kind of cartel of power. If we break the two-party monopoly that's present in most of these countries, I think we'll – not I think. we. It's guaranteed. It's guaranteed to work, folks. The FDA has not evaluated these claims, but it's guaranteed. <laughs> 100% guaranteed. That's an FCP guarantee for you, folks. That is not a legally binding guarantee, but it is one. Logically, if you have parties that can come in and take on these specialist issues and put pressure on – even if you keep those two major parties and put pressure on them to actually take stances and be forced to deal with these so that they don't have to face pressure from external parties, there, there's like – 
no logical reason why you wouldn't have much better outcomes on all of these endemic issues in these countries that have never been dealt with historically. Yeah, I would I would say it's not like a magic bullet that's going to fix everything, but it's certainly going to allow for a lot more room for improvement. And I think you can I, like and I, money and money out of politics. Right, right. I would I would like to see data or like look into data on this, but I feel like that has happened somewhat to some degree in Taiwan with like the at least in the uh, the pan green camp where there's like more ability to pull the DPP to, you know, whatever, whatever it is like the pro independence. And I don't think they're obviously not going to pull them all the way to declaring independence or anything like that. But at least on some issues, it allows for more room for debate. Like if you look at yes. the referendum that just happened, obviously the DPP was no on all four, but some of the smaller parties were like yes on some and no on others. So at least allows for more debate while still holding true to like the overarching principles that like your whatever, even if like you were talking about like the the, the two major parties, at least allows for like some some overlap where you can work together, but also some debate to happen as opposed to just this is the party ideology and everyone get in fucking line. So I don't know. I agree with you. I think it's it's uh, deeply needed in a number of countries or every country around the world. That doesn't already have it. And money out of politics. Money out of politics. Yeah. That's like, I would say those are my, that and Medicare for all are like my top three big things. I agree with you on those. Let's start our own party. We call it the the Holy Trinity party. (laughs) Money out of politics, ranked choice voting, Medicare for all. Hell yeah. Sounds great. We got to find a name for it though. I guess the Holy Trinity party works. I was going to say, we can't call it FCP. The Devil's Triangle. <laughs> oh, hell yes, brother. <laughs> we just went the total opposite the direction. DT, the DTP party. The DTF party. Devil's Triangle Foundation. <laughs> All right. I like it. I like where this is going. What does DTP stand for? Devil's Triangle Party. Oh. <laughs> All right. I think we got it, folks. I uh, think DT party. Like FCP. FC pound. Yeah, because we definitely can't use free China po- free China party. That would be problematic in America. I haven't. By the way, I haven't checked the blockchain recently. Has anyone bought any FC pounds yet? Uh, I've gotten requests for them. We're gonna have to have work, we're gonna have to work it out. But um, yeah, we'll we'll see about that. The blockchain will be uh, updated at the end of January, folks. Yeah, and if you've if you've purchased any uh, non fungible tokens. Well, let's just say you'll have to wait for them to be distributed until the blockchain is repaired. Yeah, we're also thinking about creating some NFTs, like some. Uh, what we're thinking about? They've already been created. Some some uh, non factual tokens, <laughs> which is what they all are, really. Like, let's be honest, they're all socially constructed. Non Fruit Loops, non Fruit Loop tokens. All right, I'm gonna have to. I'm going to have to bust, no. bust out the MS Paint and start drawing some beautiful pictures. I do have some... I do have all the no. F, the FCP memes. <laughs> nope. I, I have all the FCP memes that I've used over the years. We could make those into NFTs, too. I think we got to create new ones from scratch. You just have, like, wild cartoons. Yeah, some of the ones... Very... Some of the ones I've made before, I don't think I can post. I have some that definitely can't be posted. Yeah, I know one of the ones that involves a... a a certain uh, sheep-like animal from Hong Kong. Maybe There's another character in that too. Yeah, there is. There's one from right next door. 
that is a picture. My He's got friend. that look on his face. You, you know, you know what's up when you see that. Uh, yeah, I have the one of uh, Wolf Blitzer that you didn't let me post. You don't remember that one? No. The one where he's eating a. F- okay. <laughs> I will make many. You rightly NFTs. told me not. I think you rightly told me not to post that because I think I would have gotten labeled as a alt writer. Well, you are. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't have a response. For I that. call it like I see him. <laughs> well, I do believe that race is socially constructed. I mean, it is as is religion. As is reality. What do you think of simulation theory? I think it's interesting. I mean, we'll never just like just like any sort of religion or all that stream. stuff. We'll never really fucking know, you know. So there's a new Matrix movie. Speaking of which, oh, yeah, I heard about that. Keanu Reeves is getting old and non-binary. Keanu Reeves laughed in the face of some guy talking to him about Bitcoin and NFTs the other day, which was awesome. <laughs> what did he say? That dude is a fucking king. What did he... I'll just show you the video. He's like, Keanu, what do you think of the new Keanu coin? <laughs> I made a new Keanu Reloaded coin, and uh, I would like for you to be in it. Uh, He's like, I want you to sign my new Keanu Rio I bought from the dealership last week. <laughs> That's a Kia joke, folks, because nobody buys Kias, right? Does Kia still exist in America? Kia Sonata. The Kia Sorento, the newest car to get your girlfriend to break up with you. Here you go. The newest car to be seen. The Matrix NFT thing that they did for Resurrections just a couple days ago. They have. They no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, I want to see this. I like the look on his face. Yeah. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> That are easily reproduced. I love that. (laughs) King shit. That is some king shit. I do like his his thing for motorcycles. As a man who now has a pile of spark plugs has to carry around with him all the time, I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He also just seems like a nice guy, so I don't know. He's also in um, Cyberpunk 2077, which I've been thinking about finishing at some point. (laughs) Isn't that like a 10-year-old game? No, Cyberpunk 2077 came out like last year, but it was like so buggy when it first came out. Time's like a flat circle. Half of the... It's 10 years ago. That is true. Half of the people were like... Half of the characters when you first started the game are just like in fucking constant T-pose because it's so broken. But <laughs> I've heard they've fixed a bunch of it. I, I enjoyed it somewhat, but it wasn't that good. I enjoyed it a lot. It was average. <laughs> but I I would like to finish the story just because I'm interested how it how it turns out, but... Anyway, I just bought the. That's pretty funny though. I just bought The Witcher, so that's the next game I'm Why gonna stream. Why would you buy that? I've had that on my external hard drive for a long time. I didn't know that. I was unaware. It was on sale, Steam sale, very cheap. So they've made a lot of money off that. The producers. Yeah. Well, interestingly enough, it's the same people that made Cyberpunk 2077, CD Projekt Red. So how much brought, you pay for it? We brought it full circle. One like one forty or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, like basically nothing. There are a lot of decent. Decent games on there. I also downloaded Dead Space, which we should play sometime. I have Dead Space as well. <sighs> I need to start checking with you before I buy these games. Will is trying to get me to play Escape from Tarkov, 
which is like I no <laughs> that one's online so I doubt it. I doubt you have it but anyway we, yeah I think I bought Dead Space 2 in like an epic sale not epic what do you call it origin oh, it's an origin game it's also on steam anyway folks if you want to see us play all these hot games we we We're also to need to until next year we need to do the Titanic stream at some point too but um you can watch me play do all the endings you can watch me play over on twitch.tv slash free china post i'm stream like five times a week so come over there i'll answer your questions you can ask me anything folks as long as it's not something that can get me banned all right dude we we both got stuff to do here in a minute you sure i think so you got anything any other important things you want to say something you want to get off your chest there's a lot of shit where do I start? You want to talk about the fact that you were burning Christmas trees outside and dancing around them singing last night? Some sort of pagan ritual? Not really. Okay. Well, I'll edit that out. <laughs> yeah, there's a few things to edit out here. Yeah, folks, just buy our NFTs. I think they're going to be they're gonna be very popular. The value of them will like instantaneously go up. I yeah. mean, do you hear that voice outside? Yeah, there's people hanging around the old where the old temple is. It's just a very deep voice, an unusually deep voice for this neighborhood. Uh, yeah. Also, go uh, to our website, disable your ad blocker, click on all the advertisements that you're if interested that you're in. That you're interested in. The ones that you find interesting and think that you might uh, want to learn more about. Uh, also, Patreon. Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash free trying to post. And you can donate there and we'll send you cool goodies. You, that voice. Yeah, it's very low. It's very low. See if I can go get him to sing a song. <laughs> Sir, could you sing for me? Your voice is mesmerizing. All right, with that, at the end of January, what's up? We're gonna we're gonna start the uh, the new. We're gonna get that new journalist who's gonna start pumping out um, probably like multiple daily articles regarding Taiwan, China, Hong Kong news. Mm, it'll be good. Yeah, we, my writing has gone down because I've been doing so name. much streaming. Something Poppington. Yeah, uh, General Poppington. I, I dreamed about it last night. And this... this Dream, right? Censor <laughs> that. Censor that. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. All right. We're out of here, folks. Check check out the new general... Uh, the new journalist. And uh, check out our hot, yeah, new, hot, hot new NFTs. Okay? We love you. We'll talk to you soon. Updates. Hell yeah, brother. I'm just going to keep talking so we can end this. FCP Zoda. So just to record like a little thing for the uh, the other podcast, it's Ari's fault because I was too lazy to check the to check the audio, make sure it was working. So I'm very sorry to everyone else listening to this for the clipping audio. But if you can make it through this, this podcast is pretty funny. And my apologies, and just just listen to it anyway. It's like pretty good. The clipping is the clipping is what it is. But uh, yeah, I strongly recommend it. So. Just listen to this. You gonna apologize to me for having to edit that shit, fucker? I don't think you need to edit it. Just post it as is. What if you say like? I, I don't think there was anything bad in there, but now you said it, and now this is gonna be included because I have the recording. I know. I have to edit it, so I'll make, I, I gave myself more work. I think that's acceptable. Yeah, but I'm saying I could edit it back in. I could just download the podcast, and I could just put like a repeat of you just saying that for like the first eight minutes of the podcast. I don't like that. <laughs> I would never do that to my sweet prince.